2: Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family.
0: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
3: Oh no, is it everywhere? No, sure. Stay and sort that out. We can have dinner another time.
0: Amazing.
1: Whether it's canceled plans.
0: (laughs) Get in the kitchen and calm down.
1: Or the need for a quick, convenient distraction. Introducing Goodfellas Mini Pizzas. Four mini pizzas made with respect that cook in 11 minutes. Goodfellas Minis. Embrace the unexpected.
2: Hello, everybody. Welcome to a Rugby Life interview, another one. And I'm very excited to welcome Megan Wilson and Melanie Squire, who are from the Iroquois Roots Rugby Organisation in Canada. A mother and daughter who created the organisation, whose declared mission is to engage indigenous youth in the sport of rugby while honoring indigenous culture and recognizing the unique environments of First Nations communities in Ontario. The plan, according to something I read, is to take rugby to all of the 133 First Nations communities in Ontario, just so you guys know, listening, most of our listeners are in the UK, that's roughly an area the size of Western Europe, by the way, so it's no Mm -hmm. no small undertaking. And in 2019, uh, Mel, you said, however long it takes to get us there, that's how long we will do it. Um, that's right. Are yes, you still that's feeling right. that committed? Are you still feeling as pumped up about it as you did then?
0: Yeah, for sure. Even um, I feel like I'm even more pumped up now since uh, we've been in talks with an organization here that is interested in funding some of our trips north. We've never been um, to the remote remote northern communities yet so even just um, having somebody interested in getting us there I I feel like I have a newfound excitement for it
2: mm. well th- well forgive me but if you say to somebody where do you consider a rugby heartland to be most people wouldn't the first thing that people wouldn't think of is oh first nations communities in in, in Canada um, so what is it you know so what is it how did your rugby life begin
3: it started so my brother started playing in high school he's two years older than I am and I just had a very keen interest for it, I wanted to play the second I got into high school Um, so when I started to play rugby um, my biggest thing was giving back Um, when I was a senior I gave back to the junior team, I came back and helped out and coached, I captained a couple of the teams in my high school Um, but a lot of what I did was Getting back and helping out wherever I could and learning more about the sport through coaching and learning more about the sport through that. I played uh, three years in Brantford, from my high school, Brantford Collegiate, and then I moved out west to BC on the island. I went to Shawnegan Lake School for a year. I got a full scholarship to play rugby out there. Um, with them, I traveled, we went to Vegas, we, uh, it was just a completely different experience. I got to train alongside a lot of the national men and women's team. They were always on the campus training and working, so I got to do that. I got to be trained by the national men's team as well. I went on to play at Ifmaster University, uh, won an national championship with them in my first year. I uh, continued to play today. I played for the Bradford Harlequins, rugby football club.
2: How, how far do you have to train? Just playing for your club, is there, is there a big travel range you have to do for that just in your league yeah so
3: i drive about 25 minutes to half an hour to get to the clubhouse um it's pretty remote well it's on the countryside of brantford but yeah about half an hour oh and then to play the other teams yeah we play a lot of um teams in toronto and their home base is in markham which is about two and a half hours there and then you have to do it on the way home as well
2: it's quite a commitment then Oh, for sure. And you mentioned that you got a scholarship to play rugby at school. Is that obviously because you're pretty bloody good at rugby? Is that the top and bottom? Of <laughs> I mean, i like to think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody's paid uh, you, so I've <laughs> offered to give yeah. you a place and fund it. So I'm guessing so. It sounds like a hell of a lot better than I was, put it that way. So <laughs> Mel, you're Meg's mum smiling very proudly there at the idea of the scholarship and everything, which is absolutely as it should be. You obviously, you're heavily involved in rugby. I'm interested to know how... How do you, do you watch a lot of rugby? Do you watch international rugby? Do you know about players and stuff like that? I mean, do you do that alongside?
0: My, um, yeah, anytime. Obviously, the anytime the Canadian national men's and women are playing on TV, I definitely watch. Um, and if they're playing close by, we, we've we gone to tons of games um, to watch them play. We've seen them play the Maori All Blacks a couple of times, actually. Um We watched them win the Pan Am games, I think, in 2015. So, yeah, anytime there's um, rugby nearby or even we've flown out to BC quite a few times just to watch rugby as well. And when Megan was out in British Columbia at school, she was in grade 12. So um, we were out there quite a bit with her. I also went to Vegas when she played there with that team. Um, I've done my fair share of traveling around, driving all these kids to rugby games and tournaments driving everybody else's kids as well. So, um, but Megan, Megan into it, like she, she knows the different international players. She follows them anytime she's talking rugby with somebody, I have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> um, so yeah, she, she's big on it and I'm, I'm big on it too, but not nearly to the extent, even when she's still playing, I'm, I'm still like, the hell did the ref just call I, I don't understand I thought I knew knock ons but then I'm like that's a knock on and they're like no
2: it's not so I'm getting there I, well don't give it away as any you, but people who've watched rugby for a very long time often go I'm not sure what the ref's given that for there especially if it's, if it's in a ruck sometimes when you've even done something yourself you go what sorry could you explain to me what I've done there That's kind of, it's. some people find it very frustrating but I think it's the beauty of rugby it's only the interpretation really But uh. Yeah, so so Meg, you obviously got really involved and and, and, and Mel, did you follow Meg into rugby? Is that kind of how you you describe it?
0: Oh, yeah, I did. Um, Like she mentioned, her brother, my son, is two years older, so he started um, two years before her in high school and um, I've always been the mom to drive them to all of their games and practices and tournaments, so yeah. Anytime they were playing, I made it a huge point
2: to be there for sure. So you played rugby, you enjoyed rugby, and you mentioned Meg this point about giving back. And and as from what I can read, you're obviously giving a huge amount back to the community, and we'll talk about that in a minute. So what? But what? And we'll talk about the community because I think it will help people in the UK, because most of is in the UK, to understand what your community is and how it's all made up. But before we get into that, as for me, it's you decided to give back. So what made you think? Oh, I know, I want to take. There's something about this game that I want to take across the whole of Ontario Um, or whatever or to start with people who I know, whatever.
3: It honestly started for me just wanting to learn more about the game myself. Um, When I was in high school, I was so into playing. I played a little bit of age grade for the province. Um, So coaching was a different way of learning about the game for me and it's really given me a very different perspective on it. But I just... We had a really successful high school program, and I just wanted people to love the game the way that I loved the game. The second I stepped on the field, I this that with it. I loved it, I knew I loved it, and I just wanted people to have that same feeling. Um, so starting Roots, giving back to my own community, and hopefully giving that to um, youth in the community is something that's huge for me. I just want people to see the opportunity and just enjoy the game that I've enjoyed for so long. Um, yeah, that's. I think
2: that's the biggest thing for me about giving back. So a lot of the people that that you guys coach and and still the kids, you know, it's mostly a youth setup at the minute, isn't it? Have you got you haven't got adult, open age teams yet? No.
0: U eighteen. Yeah, U eighteen. Right.
2: Boys. So I imagine a lot of the, I've coached under sevens rugby, right, and it's mm-hmm. it's it's well, it's an experience. It's, 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 it's all you want is to get them to basically pass the ball and catch it. I'm not even bothered if it goes forward at this point. You know, it's just 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 catch the ball, and 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 that's in a place where they may have seen rugby or their parents play rugby. Or they, whereas I, mm-hmm. I I think I read and I, and I get the impression that a lot of the people you're bringing rugby to have never even seen a game of rugby mm-hmm. in their lives. Don't know what it is. How 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 does that how how what's your experience of that? How do they take to it?
3: they come in a little hesitant because it is something that's brand new and fresh. Uh, Most kids, not that they don't want to play, but they're just a little confused on it. They don't really understand. And the second you tell somebody that a ball has to travel backwards, it's... (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) You can see the gears turning in their head. There's no helmet,
2: and I have to throw it backwards. What's this this (laughs) game all about?
3: They're like, how do you win? I don't understand (laughs) how that works. Um, But by the end of every session we've done... Kids are obsessed. They're so excited to watch rugby, so excited to play. They can't wait to come back for more. Um, we always have to stay extra time no matter where we go. If we're with our u or if we're teaching brand new kids um, about the sport, we have to a lot for a lot of extra time after practice because the kids just don't want to leave. They want to keep playing. It's a pretty interesting shift. Most of our sessions are about two hours mm-hmm. and they go from being so hesitant not wanting to try to being in love so it's pretty interesting it's pretty cool to watch
2: so how many sort of how many bases do you have that you train in now do you go to different places to train now or have you got one base that people come to what how is it spreading
0: so for our u18 girls and boys teams our base is here in this community our community is called six nations so i feel like People stumble upon us in the rugby world if they're typing Six Nations into, uh, into Google and they're like, what the heck is this? We've actually had people just message us to say, wow, we weren't looking for you, but this is really cool. Um, but yeah, for now, for our U18 boys and girls uh, tour teams, we, we started here in our community. We, we have um, the most populous... Uh, First Nations community in Canada here where we live. So it's huge. Um, So we just drew on the players that were here that we were able to get to. Um, We did have some um, kids from other First Nations communities nearby come and join us and we're we're hoping a lot more of that happens. Um, And we do want to branch out to to go into different, create different hubs throughout Ontario and have that as well. But for now, we just, we're just, we just started, mm. so the fact that we even have two teams that we can travel with is pretty huge for us because we weren't expecting it yet.
2: No, I mean it's incredible. I mean the 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 drop off in participation in in what you would say a rugby heartlands is a notable problem. Every club is struggling with it particularly problematic at the teenage age. You tend to hold players till about 15, and then they're like, you know, I, I, I can start drinking cider now. The British version of cider, the one, the alcoholic version. And uh, so, you know, and things like that. Not that I'm saying all teenagers in Britain get drunk, but you, but you know what I mean? There's, there are other things that pull them away. So it's, so the fact that you've built two functioning teams with no club heritage, no club structure, is is is, is a remarkable thing. I want to talk about your community a bit because you mentioned there you're part of the Six Nations. Now I understand that to be the Six Nations of the Iroquois, hence Iroquois roots rugby, and you you yeah. guys are from the Mohawk Nation. Is that is that right? Yeah. Can, yep. can, can you help people like me and people in the UK understand a little bit more then around these Six Nations that are form one community, one nation. But you're Mohawk and what that means.
0: So there are six different nations that make up the Iroquois Confederacy. And like you mentioned, we are Mohawk. Um, we follow a matrilineal lineage. So um, my mother would be Mohawk, her mother would have been Mohawk, right. and so on and so on for thousands of years. So um, that's how that's how we identify ourselves. Um, I have a nephew that's not Mohawk, he's Cayuga, because his mom's Cayuga, which is another one of our nation. Um, because he follows her and not my brother. So, um, there are six nations. Did you look look any of them up or?
2: I I did, and now I can't remember them. I haven't written them down, which is a terrible thing, but I (laughs) I know.
0: Let me see if I can remember. (laughs) There's Mohawk, Oneida, Cayuga, Seneca, Tuscarora, and Onondaga. Our, Our initial homelands thousands of years ago would have been in upstate New York and we would have all of this. There were only five nations at that time. Um, Tuscarora just joined in, I want to say the 1700s. Um, they joined the Confederacy. So, um, back in the day, there would have been five different nations living in upstate New York, um, side by side. Um, we had a, our territory was big, like the Mohawk Nation's territory itself was huge over there. Um, but then when the settlers decided to come over,
2: those people came. The, yes.
0: Um, <laughs> um, there was there was a lot of warring going on there, um, and since we were allies of the, Brit, of the British, we decided to move here into this territory. We we were given six miles on each side of the Grand River, um, which now has been reduced to pretty much a postage stamp, if you look on the map, just because of treaties and, and stuff like that that were broken. So we're, we're still here. We came here in, I want to say 1784. And on, on our reserve, uh, you'll find all of the different Six Nations people that live here. Um, but if you go to a reserve in New York still, um, they're pretty much separated. So Onondaga still has their little plot of land where they would have been initially near Syracuse, New York. Mm -hmm. And there are other Iroquois nations, um, headed this way. Um, so near Buffalo, there's a couple and they're very small compared to ours. Like I said, ours is the biggest. So there are aren't that many Iroquois people as compared to other nations here in Canada, like the Cree or the Ojibwe, they have huge numbers and, and they have um, their own areas as well. So mm-hmm. we're here at Six Nations of the Grand River, uh, biggest landmass for a reserve in Canada. The question of the ideal gift this Christmas
1: No, 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 I have enough books. Mm, fancy mugs, not my cup of tea at all. Or even the fussiest. Do not get me pajamas. Can
0: always be answered with a SuperValue gift card. Perfect for their favourite festive pour or something luxurious from signature tastes.
2: I love it.
0: Pick up a SuperValue gift card in store. And for corporate customers, SuperValue gift cards can now be emailed directly to your employees or anyone working remotely. Simply visit supervalue.ie forward slash gift
1: cards.
3: Oh no, is it everywhere? No, sure, stay and sort that out. We can have dinner another time. Amazing.
1: Whether it's cancelled plans...
3: Ah, 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 get in the
0: kitchen and calm down?
1: ...or the need for a quick, convenient distraction? Introducing Goodfellas Mini Pizzas. Four mini pizzas made with respect that cook in 11 minutes. Goodfellas Minis. Embrace the unexpected.
2: What I was trying to tease out is obviously you are one nation within this confederacy of six... And then if you take that you already mentioned, you take that further out, then there's other there's Cree and there's people like that, and and then obviously there is if you go across the whole of of, of that continent, there are hundreds and hundreds of yeah of, of different nations, and and so yeah. is it fair to describe it as there isn't one Native American people? You're know, all you're all different people, different nations, and all that kind and of
0: group up all together as like a pan indigenous. Entity yeah. we're all very different even even within the six nations, we all have our own languages, a lot of them are very similar, but they're still different, so yeah, like there's no there's no way we can just you can lump us all yeah. indigenous people of North America into one category
2: now we've had this interview planned for a number of weeks. I want to say that very clearly, but the day that yeah. we are doing this interview is the day after. The Exeter Rugby Club in 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 England has 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 done their review of their their mascot and and they've um they've decided that it's in their opinion it's actually respectful, but their mascot isn't respectful, so that's going, but everything else is staying, and it's all. Um, what I do know is I think you mentioned on your Twitter that you actually wrote a letter to the CEO. Yeah.
0: Um. I just I wrote a letter to the CEO Tony Rowe. Um. And I cc'd it to all of the other directors. Um, on the Exeter organization. What I did was just try to explain why what they do is not respectful. Um, I gave them a bunch of history and I was hoping they would take it all into consideration, which they said they did, but clearly didn't. I just explained that even for myself as an indigenous person in Canada, it's not appropriate for me to even put on a headdress. First of all, the headdress that they're portraying would be a Plains Indian headdress, which I am not.
2: Mm.
0: And from people who I've known who've been gifted headdresses have been gifted them from that actual, those actual nations that use them, or during ceremony. So if it's not right for me to put one on, I don't understand how it would be okay for Tony Rowe to put one on or your mascot to put one on or anyone else there to put one on. And then I just went on to explain, like, I don't understand who he's being respectful of because he's doing that. He's lumping us all into one person. And what they're doing is they're taking whatever Hollywood put out to everybody, you know, in all of their movies um, and they're using that and commercializing that, and and saying that they're being respectful when it's actually the opposite. Like I said, okay, you're you're wearing Plains Indian headdresses. Your there's a totem pole there, which would be from the Coast Salish people of the west of North America. So completely different. Um, they call their store the Trading Post. That's just so not right to do and I've seen videos of the fans doing their tomahawk chop their mascot itself the headdress is one issue but he's always carrying a tomahawk meaning that they're just taking whatever Hollywood sensationalized us to be and just using that and 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 then telling us that they're respecting us when I'm telling them they're not and it I just feel like it's not theirs to use none of it is and I explained, like, it's not even mine to use different things. I can't appropriate from other Native American cultures just because I'm um, Indigenous myself. I can't do it. I would never use another person's art or anything like that and call it my own and, and tell and tell the people that I'm respecting them. Um, it's just, it's not theirs to use, and it's not respectful, and it's very stereotypical, and it's harmful imagery because I just feel like, We deal with so many youth and we try to instill in them a pride of their culture and a pride of who they are. And when they're seeing this type of thing um, on social media and having like an entire stadium of fans doing this, it just, it's going to make them feel reduced to that mascot. We're real people and that reduces any of that, imagery reduces us as people we're human we're still here meaning we're pretty resilient um and you know it's not respectful and i just i don't like it and i was very upset at the outcome of yesterday's meeting and i did issue them another letter i'm pretty upset Mm -hmm. over
2: it and i think the i can i can tell and i I understand why um i did
0: have a talk (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you wouldn't because it's not on. Yeah, it's not correct. Yeah, so the um, I think the point I want to I really want to raise to this interview because this is a rugby interview with rugby people. Okay, and I think the issue that's been raised about the Exeter thing is that all it is is a load of political grandstanding and issue making by lefty troublemakers who listen to academics and none of this is real. And actually, real rugby people don't care about this. I was reading something about you, about the commitment of your time, and you want to take this across all of Ontario. I was reading about when you went to the, um, yeah, you went to the, the tournament in Florida, and I think it was you. You made in an interview said this is one of the more feasible tournaments for us because Florida is drivable. That's what you said, <laughs> and I went, hang on a minute, I don't know. All right, let me just check this, and I looked, it was a twenty-hour drive. And, it was like, and I was like, well, I'm telling you right now, if you said to a, a mini rugby tournament team in the UK, do you fancy driving 20 hours to play the a Severance tournament? Well, you can imagine that the answer that you would get. So one, amazing for the commitment to do that. And I think it said you had to raise like $20,000 to cover your weekend costs. And we'll talk about funding and stuff in a minute. But I suppose the question I want to ask is, or the point I want to make, I'm editorializing a bit now, not interviewing, so I'm sorry, but I'm going to do it anyway, is that you are... You two two women are there, you found rugby, you love rugby, you want to grow rugby in your community, you're willing to drive 20 hours to play Mm -hmm. in a tournament just to have played in it and give your players that experience. Nobody can argue you are not absolutely rugby people with an interest in rugby. What does what Exeter have done make you feel about the game of rugby and the way that it views your efforts?
0: I feel... I feel like we love rugby so much and we've had such a positive experience anywhere we go here and so much support and so much help and just people donating money, people just donating their time like that. People guest coaching with Megan that that are driving two hours to come and coach with her just just to help us out. Um, I think, a quote from one one of our photographers that donates all of his time to us was, like, was something like, if Roots Rugby succeeds, then we all succeed. So that's what we take away from rugby. Mm. We love it, we love the people, we love the community, and Exeter won't take that away from us. Exeter has a long, long way to go. They have a lot of learning to do. I'm upset that they didn't take this as a learning experience. From president to CEO, um, he didn't even acknowledge my email. Um, wow. One of the communications guys said that, yeah, yeah, he got it, kind of thing. He hasn't reached out to me after to explain anything like that. And in all of my communications, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not being angry. I'm giving him facts. I'm giving him history, and I'm giving him my feelings. Um, and I always end it by, I'm happy to contact you any of the board members anytime i can make myself available and nobody not one of them has taken me up on that offer so exeter will do what they will do we'll we'll continue fighting the exeter chiefs for change group is tireless (laughs) they're an amazing group i i don't work with them personally but i am in contact with them um Exeter is not going to take our love of rugby and what we've created and what we hope to continue to create for Indigenous youth. Um, we'll fight for them. We'll, we'll be the voice for them. Um, we're very proud of who we are. Like, I, am, I, I can't imagine being born anything than Mohawk. Um, we love our culture. We instill that in our youth. We add culture into our programs. Um, and we'll continue to do so. And Exeter can catch up anytime they
2: feel like it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's the end of the story. But let's not dwell on that negativity no. for much. Uh, no. anymore. So let's. So you mentioned there you bring you bring your culture into your program, and I've seen you and I, I looked at your logo. Sorry to talk about logos, but your logo, which is beautiful, <laughs> yeah. be, beautiful by the way. Um, and, and I read all about the thought that went into it with the eagle and 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 the four the mm-hmm. four roots the Iroquois roots and and, and the pine trees and stuff. Is is that an example of how you bring your culture into what you do? Is there other things that you do as well?
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, First and foremost, we started with our logo. And like you said, there's a lot of symbolism in in, in just what you see. Um, And why we did that is because we want our kids to feel a sense of pride for themselves and and their families um, when they put on one of our shirts or one of our jerseys. So we wanted first and foremost to um, create a sense of pride for them in our logo. Um, Other than that, um, when we do programming in the First Nations communities, we do a bunch of different workshops. Like, Megan will do rugby for half a day, and then they can choose a different art or game um, workshop in the afternoon that's fully culturally based. Like, we do a pottery workshop. We do a moccasin workshop um we do a traditional Iroquois games workshop as well um and we're just we're still building on on all of our workshops but we definitely always bring um culture into our
2: programming what's an example of a typical Iroquois game (laughs) we've
0: only only, oh a traditional Iroquois game lacrosse
2: all right okay
0: lacrosse (laughs) is our game yeah fantastic um other than lacrosse, there's another um, there's another similar game to lacrosse um, where you have a stick, but there it's it's called double ball because there's two balls attached in the middle with with a with a string with a leather, and you you kind of throw that around. You can throw and pass and catch kind of like lacrosse, and how you score would be. To wrap the ball um, just around a pole mm. or a sapling tree, you just shoot it and if it wraps around then you score the point. That's another traditional game. Um, there's another traditional game that's almost like tug of war, but it the rope is in a circle. It's it gets crazy. That one gets crazy. <laughs> <laughs> On that one. I'm, I'm
3: never, it sounds I'm like a decent
2: played. rugby activity though, to be fair. It,
0: yeah,
3: it, it does very well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just stuff like that and we, we had we have another little children's game um, it's called bone and toggle I'm gonna, I'm sure you've seen it because it's probably in like the little toy stores everywhere but it originated from the air cloths it's it's a stick with a leather attached to it with a, a round bone on the end and you kind of flick it up and try to to stick the stick through the, the hole oh yeah yeah
3: yeah
2: yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah just stuff like that we we want to keep our traditions alive and
2: that's one really good way to do it so i'm interested to know how you managed to pay for all of this um i know you're obviously you've got a GoFundMe that's be, that's been being raised and all of that kind of stuff and I'm, I'm assuming you've got a hell of a lot of volunteers and, and people's good uh you know good faith and, and wanting to give some <laughs> stuff to you but I mean, are you guys working and doing this on the side, or do you get a bit of kind of Canadian rugby funding, or how to help everyone understand how that works? <laughs> shaking your head. Okay, so, <laughs>
0: um, so we 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 just um founded this at the end of 2017, so we didn't really do anything until 2018, um, and we were fortunate in 2018 to get two $5,000 grants. Um, from two different organizations in Canada. So with that ten thousand dollars, we stretched it out. We went to different First Nations, um, and we even held a four-week uh, higher development rugby camp for girls here in Six Nations um, that we did at the. Uh, we have a lacrosse arena that's it's year-round lacrosse, so it's on turf. So we did that kind of in the in the summer. or sorry, in the winter, uh, that four-week camp. So. That's how we ran in 2018 and 2019. We did a ton of fundraising. Um, anything you can think of, we were out there fundraising. What else have we got Is this your uh, job, we,
2: though? We've got it, it? a
0: couple of sponsors. Um, we have some jer- people that sponsored our jersey, the Toronto Arrows um, pro team from the Major League Rugby. Um, they've given us some some sponsorship and just local companies have really stepped up for us whenever we've needed something. um, A couple of the convenience store and gas places here on the reserve have really stepped up. Um, I feel like uh, we just, we get out there and fundraise. We, We always have a goal in mind. And the GoFundMe that's set up right now wasn't even set up by us. It was set up by a group in Montreal. Um, it stemmed from I think all of the Black Lives Matters um it, it's a frisbee. It's a frisbee group, an ultimate frisbee group in Montreal. They're like, We love we, we read about you guys, we love it. We're starting a GoFundMe page and that's what's that's the campaign that's out right now. It's it's started by them. I think it's like up to seven hundred dollars, so that's amazing.
2: No, absolutely. So but is this is, is it you, you have jobs as well or is this what you're doing yeah
0: no I wish this. Was <laughs> I'd love for this one day to be what we do and hopefully it, it comes to that with some funding um, this is what we would love to do but no we still have day jobs that we have to we have to work for and, and we just we've, we know how to stretch a dollar basically like everybody looked at us I think like we were crazy when we we said $20,000 was our budget to take these um, kids to Florida. Um, they're like, how the hell can you do this on $20,000? But we we rented a huge house that fit everybody. We rented vans that we were going to just drive them down so we wouldn't have to worry about airfare. And, and we were just going to buy everybody's food. And we were just... That was our budget twenty thousand dollars. Every every other team were, were like, I don't know how you're going to do it.
2: And and how how has it been received by by your wider community? Then was it a bit like, what's this game? What are you doing? Or was it? Yeah, no, is it
0: still is it still is <laughs> we'll have a long way to go. Um, we've had our challenges when when we first started training last year we didn't even we didn't even have a field available for us on our reserve because it was taken up by lacrosse lacrosse is king where we come from um so we didn't even have a field we had to go off reserve into brantford to use a field there which wasn't even a rugby field it was just a piece of grass basically Um, and megan would get sometimes two or three kids coming out and it was really discouraging because she wouldn't know how to adapt really to to change her her practice plan, but mm-hmm. she did um, and I always say um, when we began this, we met with Tiki Edwards uh, from the mori um he's the Mori development officer in New Zealand, right. so he works with the Morial black and. Um, he was gracious enough to meet with us in two days in British Columbia when they were there to play the Canadian team. So we flew out there to meet Tiki, and he just gave us so much information, and, and his program is so cultural, and it's so similar to ours, which was crazy. Um, we just soaked everything in like sponges. But one thing he said to us, and thank God he did, um, was that even if only one kid shows up, just train the hell out of that one kid because he's there because he wants to be there and if that wasn't always in the back of my mind I, I think we might have been a little too disturb, yeah, discouraged think, yeah. so then the skies opened up and we were able to get field time here on our reserve on the lacrosse field last year and that opened up to more players coming because they didn't have to travel anywhere most of them lived really close by to the field. So we got more kids coming out. And then hopefully, because of that, hopefully it continues to grow.
2: So Meg, what's the next steps then for your kind of coaching and plans? And when you back up, I suppose you've got coronavirus to deal with now as well. So what what um, what what's the next what, six um, months look like? The
3: next six months looks like, um, as of right now, Basically, just trying to get some contacts, get some plans. We have a bunch of plans set out. Um, we're working on a children's book right now, which is all about rugby. Um, we have a little mascot. He's an eagle. He has moccasin cleats on. And he teaches children in the community how to play rugby. So we're working on that. Um, we're working on creating resources that we can bring into communities, what I will kind of go off with. So basically, I'm creating my own coaching Layout module um, that I'll work off of, and then eventually leave in communities when we go.
0: Um, we're we're kind of working on a train the trainer um, mo- like progression week by week module that after we visit that community, um, we'll give the recreation leader in the community our resource, and they can continue to progress well after we've gone. Basically, this is about creating contacts with people setting ourselves
3: up so when we can get out in communities we can just go and do it and there's not one thing to worry
2: about well let the go the foot the call go out from here that if anybody out there is a contact and wants to help they require roots rugby out you are on twitter which, <laughs> which is at roots rugby i believe yep, it is. which is nice and easy for everyone to remember to get in touch with them so <laughs> so, so, so so please do I mean, your you achievements have been quite amazing from a completely zero start in a place where rugby just doesn't exist, does it? Like, it didn't exist three years ago, let's be honest. Um, to having, you've got quite a number of teams, you've played in tournaments. It's, it's an amazing we played, achievement.
0: We've played in two tournaments and then coronavirus hit and just stopped our mo- momentum on that. The kids are pretty upset by it, but we've been... Trying to engage them still through social media and stuff like that, and, and keep them excited about
2: rugby. Well, good for you. Listen, that was a lovely, lovely conversation. Thank you very much for your time. I've certainly learned a hell of a lot. I hope the listeners and um and it's it, and it it's amazing to see what you're doing out there, really. And it is all testament to you, really, because nobody was going to do it. Last question: Are you are you linked in with Rugby Canada? Do they? help or anything like that. You're not they're not part of the organizer. You're quite a wistful shake of the head there as if that's a problem. I don't know if you want to get into it, but it but it is it because you're not part of their federation or something, or is this not something you want to go into?
0: We're we're not a member club of Rugby Canada. Um it's it's not something I love to talk about. Okay. Um but our 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 visions aren't connected. Okay. Um um, I feel more connection to other indigenous, um, um, uh, programs around the world. And, and we've been lucky enough to, um, oh, cool. get support from, like I said, Tiki Edwards in New Zealand. And now the new Kanaloa rugby team that will be playing the MLR out of Hawaii. That's the first indigenous owned and operated pro MLR team. Um, so we've been very lucky to have their CEO, um, have a Zoom meeting with us, and she mentioned that she wanted to do that like as a monthly uh, a monthly connection with us. So uh, we have a ton to learn from her, um, and so we'll just keep going on our own, basically.
2: Well, good. Good for you. I was just interested to see how it all led together, but obviously you see your, your future down a different path, and good for you, and that's great. You've just reminded me that they're mentioning Zoom listeners is that I've I've made Melanie and Megan come on to Skype tonight for about the first time in about 27 years, I think they said, because uh, they use Zoom all the time. But I was so, but that's how nice and gracious they were. But they didn't say sod off use Zoom. They actually did actually go through the mitre of going on to, to Skype for me. So, so thank you very much indeed, both of you. It's been really nice to hear your story. I hope you've enjoyed telling it, and we'll and everyone. I hope you've enjoyed it as well. Take care. Goodbye.
3: Thank you. Oh no, is it everywhere? No, sure, stay and sort that out. We can have dinner another time. Amazing.
1: Whether it's cancelled plans,
0: <laughs> can they get in the kitchen and calm down,
1: or the need for a quick, convenient distraction. Introducing Goodfella's Mini Pizzas. Four mini pizzas made with respect that cook in 11 minutes. Goodfella's Minis. Embrace the unexpected. Sports Social Podcast Network. 18 plus.